0: Well we've got everyone standing. Ah. We'll just have we'll a quick prayer, right? Yeah, That's right. gonna be a really hard prayer. Okay, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for Adrian and Alicia and their safe travels home, Lord. And we just thank you for today's word, Lord, that you just touch the hearts you want to touch and just to, just to mould us that little bit more today, Lord. And just thank you for you've given us the, the confidence for for me, Lord, to speak boldly, Lord, and also the for the ears to listen and to hear the word, Lord. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Good morning. So if you don't know why don't I miss Steve, my last name is Head, as in cranium. So, yeah, I know, I have to say that sometimes, right? It's weird. Because people go, when you're on the phone and someone says, what's your name? You go, Steve Head, and they go, how do you spell that? And you, you really want to be sarcastic, and you want to go, say a lot of things, you go, well, it's pretty much how you say it, I guess. I don't know, so I say Head as in cranium, and they go, oh. Oh, oh. Yeah, always double R. Oh. Because so, <laughs> I get it. Alright. I, um, I want to start with a prophetic word. So I was praying last night and asked them all to give me a prophetic word for someone. I'll um, we'll get it up because I read a little bit down. Wow, uh, the string things get all in order. Alright, so. Where are we? Put oh, our I never used to be much of a note taker, but it was so handy, oh. So I was praying beside, and there was, I felt like there was someone here that came to hear from the Lord today. Was there somebody that said in their heart this morning or even out loud to say, I, Lord, I want you to talk to me today. I need a word. Was there someone that felt that? It could be someone online. You can raise your hand because I have the word for you. No, no one's concerned. Deb, did you say that this morning? Yeah. If <clears throat> Does this term mean anything to you? All for one and one for all. Is that something you're familiar with? You know, like it's the musketeers thing, all for yeah. one and for all. I, I don't know, I, I didn't really, I put a question mark, because I was like, oh, that's so strange to hear that, when I mean, you pray prayer closet and hear that kind of word, but it, to be immediate, you've got to write it down and just to go. So I feel like this word's for you. It says, um, I felt like the Lord was saying, all for one and one, for all, and then I felt like there's this time, this time restraint on you, and I felt like, um, so what I was feeling that the board was saying was that you felt like you give a lot all the time and you felt like you have nothing left for yourself. I don't know, is that right at all? No, it is? Oh, thank God. What you, you gave me like, no, okay. So we're going to that that. So yeah, I just felt like he was really, he, he understands and I felt like there was some kind of time. It felt like a time wastage. Like you felt like you had all this time and you look back in your life and you go, I haven't wasted my time. and. This is not nothing, this is nothing bad right now. This is a really good word for you. And I've really felt the Lord was acknowledging that to know that they'll okay, go, stop that, okay? Stop thinking that thinking. That stinking thinking, and you are better than that. And he's saying you have not wasted your time. You have not wasted your time. And the Lord has seen that, straight away, when he says all for one, and one for all, he's always said that you're the person who gives up everything for somebody else. And you're always a team player. And you're always the one who gives the most. And the Lord's just acknowledged that. He wants to honor you for that. Yeah. And I just wanted you to know that the Lord sees that. Okay? Now, I, that would probably help you in your prayer, when you're praying to him later. But, yeah, he just wanted to acknowledge you to say, you have not wasted your time and that you have he's seen your sacrifice. Amen. Yes. Oh, well, thank you, Jesus. All right. So, this week, I started... I wanted to start like a uh, Bible reading, you know, everyone reads their Bible, and, or, you know, we like to the stuff. And, and um, I thought, well, why not start back in Genesis? So I started in Genesis one and I got the first two verses down and I was happy to stop. And for three days, I was stuck on two verses and it was really frustrating because I hear a lot of preachings over, over my years. I've heard a lot of people say, and a lot of preachings of people say, like, it's not the quality, it's not the quantity of how much you read the Word, it's the quality. But in your heart, you always feel like you should be reading more. You know, you feel like, oh, even if you're stuck on a verse for a week, it doesn't matter, because God's trying to show you something. But in your heart, I always feel like, I just feel like I should be reading that a little bit more. Like, I'm stuck on one verse, Lord. How can I be stuck on one verse when you've got so much more to show me? And so... Um, I was sharing with Jerry yesterday because I was feeling a little bit down about it because I was like, I feel like I'm going nowhere with this. But I just want to read the first two verses that I got stuck on. It It says, "Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Mm And my question was, what was the Holy Spirit doing over the (laughs) earth? Like, what did it look like? I had all these questions. What did the earth look like? And... In, in um, Amplified it said that um, that the earth was formless and void and the Lord fashioned and he, um, and he formed the world. So like all the hills and all the valleys and all the oceans and all that, he formed it all and there was the Holy Spirit just hovering, hovering and waiting for something, for something to happen. And my question was, what is going to happen? And I know I've read the scriptures before, but I thought, well, but still, I want to know why he was there. Why was he in with the Father? And the Lord just go. okay, now light be and go down. But why was he on the surface of the waters? Now, I don't, I've don't. got a lot of questions. And I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of answers because I'm still seeking him for those answers as well. But my understanding was that the Holy Spirit, because they're a trinity, they're three in one, they're on the same page. And the Holy Spirit knew something was about to go down. He knew something was going to happen. And what was going to happen was that the Lord was going to say, let there be light. And then the darkness was extinguished by the light that was there, and then well, let's let's keep reading. And then God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. And God said that the light was good, and He separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness night. And evening passed, and morning came, night in the first day. Um, my title of my message today is "You Are Significant." Now I want to show you something that the Lord showed me yesterday was that i felt a very much a similarity with our salvation journey from our days as um as the creation was set out um i'll explain that because it's really it was really hard to explain the you last night. i said i've got a thought <laughs> to process it and the thought was it's like what if god created the heavens and the earth in the seven days the way the same way he forms us in our spiritual life so first of all when you When you're on the world and you're a non-Christian, you don't know him, Lord. And the first thing that's happening is the Holy Spirit's hovering above you. He's just waiting. He's there hovering over you your whole life. He's not touching you. He's just hovering over you, waiting for that command, for you and your heart to say, Lord, let there be light. Lord, I receive you. And then the Holy Spirit comes straight in and he just becomes part of you. In 2 Corinthians 4, 6, if you've got your Bibles, let's turn there, just so you know I'm not making this up. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. So the very light, that the same word of light that used in the Genesis is the same light word used here in the Corinthians. And he's saying that the light that was hovering over in the Holy Spirit that hovered, in, and then the Lord said, "Let the light be," is now in you when you receive Him. So He separated the darkness from the light. Yet here we are as people; we still struggle with darkness, don't we? In our lives, we struggle with things we're walking through. And if let's, I'm going to read Genesis one nine through to nineteen if you want to read the along. I've got the New Living Translation because I want to do the New King James over. Well, let's read that one. I'll read the New Living. <clears throat> then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together in one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. And the land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants, and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening passed and morning came, marked the third day. I'll keep reading. Then God said, let their lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And this is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good and even passed in the morning came back on the fourth day. How many people, how many guys in here can relate to in your life, when you're your spiritual walk, when you first start, you feel like you have your green is green, but you just there's nothing there. There's nothing to stand on apart from the fact that there's light in your life. You have no Bible, no Bible background. You don't know like you, you understand probably that I'm saved and set free by the grace of the blood of the Lamb, but that's about it. That's about your extent of your knowledge. It can be, and I feel like that's the way the creation started with light. Beam, but yet, still there was nothing on the earth there. That was, so there was there's no trees, there's no seeds, there's no fruit, there's no anything in your life to show that you have fruit. And then as the time goes on in your life, the more you spend with him, the Lord, is, the Lord opens up things in your life and just seeds grow in you. The seed of the word grows in you and fruit starts to become rare. And so goodness and kindness and self-control, all these good things of the Lord, they start to flow in us and grow in us. And all of a sudden, you've got a whole earth that's covered with trees and plants of different kinds. And your heart is now covered with trees and plants and all good things that the Lord is planting in you. Does this make sense? It feels like I, when I was... It's, um, yeah, let's just go with that. Don't go confused, so, I, I So, it was amazing to me last night reading it, and I just felt like, I'm like, this is incredible. I've never seen this in the scripture, that that our hearts are the same as the earth in the creation spectrum. That as time goes on, as the days went on, more and more increase. So I felt like maybe Lord, as time goes on, more and more increase. And that I shouldn't be disregarding what he has put in me and looking always looking to the more I'm missing out on. I should be looking to the very thing that he's given me and thanking him for it. See, one of my struggles, I want to share something, one of my struggles in life is that when I read the Bible, I struggle with how little I know. And then I struggle with, there's so much out there, Lord, how can I just be reading the the frustrating two verses i am stuck on for three days? How can I be stuck there? And I know there's so much more to learn. And the Lord was teaching me through this preaching that there was there's something you've got to learn in this. It's just that each seed that He plants in you, you need to take care of it. You need to water it, you need to harvest, you need to wait for the time for it to harvest. And so God's put this forth this vegetation as you read in the in the third day. And I don't know. I just read. I, I overheard some, reading something years ago. Has everybody heard of a seed bank? They they have these seed banks around the world. Yeah. There's this seed bank. The largest one is. I don't know if anyone knows this. is up near Norway. There's a little there's a little island called Spitzbergen, and it holds it. It holds about thirteen thousand years of history of seeds. I reckon. There's over a million different seeds in there. And it's this big entrance that looks like something from Star Wars. If you ever want to go, Google it, go Seed Bank Norway, and it'll show this big concrete structure that's poking out the mountain. And basically, it's our doomsday. It's our doomsday thing. So it's it's, it's Mayor's way of saying, if anything ever happens to the world, we have all the seeds on the earth situated. in, There's about 1,700 around the world at the moment in India, and I think there's one in Australia, and there's a few. There's quite a number around the world, obviously 1,700, and. Um, it, it goes, this one in Norway goes to about 150 metres into the mountain before it divert from a tunnel into about three different chambers and they've fully filled one chamber. And they've got this whole air conditioning system that keeps it all at a certain temperature. And they really, they're, like, they've really well thought out this. And this is only, this has come into it, I, I think this was made in the 1980s. So, so but like they started this whole thing. Um, I did read of a story that there was in World War II this is, I'm trying to explain the importance of seeds. In World War II, I believe you know. Have you ever heard of Stalingrad? The Battle of Stalingrad. There's over a million people died fighting that war. That was Hitler's attack against the Soviet Union at the time, and um, he was going to try and take over them. And, and that was in 1941, I believe, or 42. And, um, it was called Operation Barbarossa, and then he was attacking them and trying to get through to Moscow and take over, knock out the Soviets, so he doesn't have an Eastern Front anymore. Um, and his plan was to take out that, and during that battle there was apparently some, a group of scientists that so believed that seeds need to be preserved and waited. And they knew that this war was going to come to an end, and that they strapped themselves in this seed bank that was in Stalingrad there, Leningrad, and they, they actually starved to death amongst all these seeds. So they sacrificed themselves because they knew that at the time when the war was going to finish, Russia will need a seed bank to rely on to feed the rest of the people. They sacrificed themselves because they knew that people would need these seeds to survive. The future of their country was needed for the sacrifice of a few. And so they barricaded themselves in there, and they never ended up getting in there. Thankfully, the Germans to, to break this. Jim, the, the seed bank but there was apparently one of the scientists was laying next to about I think it was about 10 or 100 uh, bags of different varieties of rice so you can imagine this guy is absolutely starving and his mind is fully set on preserving the seeds for his future generations and the, uh, it got me thinking how much of the seeds in my life have I preserved how much of what God has said in my life have I taken that seriously like, we're just talking bags of rice. You might not see much to us because we go to the supermarket, we get long grain, short grain, risotto rice, and whatever the other ones are, and that's all we do with find No Basmati, that's our favourite in our house. Yeah. So, we have a few different varieties we, we deal with here, but there's hundreds of varieties that are used. Um, there is a, a report that says about 90% of different varieties of apples that the Americans use no longer exist, but they exist in these seed banks. It's, it's crazy because you can actually use seeds to combat different pests and diseases. So you can actually plant a different an apple that won't, that won't be subjected to a certain mine in a certain area for a certain temperature. And so there's actually ways we probably could utilize now, but they're using they're, they're building up these banks of things. And um, during, during lots of flooding and all these things over the years, and seed banks have been used and have been lost a few uh, of their stock, but they've been replenished. People have gently planted them and then harvest them and then stalled them away to re grease the bank of seeds. And it just all, all these seeds that I feel like the Lord's given in the world, I'm like, what if there's that many seeds in my life that the Lord's put in my heart? What if there's, I know in Psalm 139 he says that his thoughts for me outnumber the grains of sand on the beach. What if that's the seed of every thought that the Lord has for me? And I, I mean, I've got a few good ones that I might know, like I'm good looking. I'm really fast, I'm quite good at soccer. That's three. I'm struggling now to pick a fourth. Um, Maybe I'm a good father, because Mac always wants to hang around me, so I'm doing something all there, so there's four. That's four little seeds, but the Lord's saying there's hundreds of thousands and even millions in your life, with seeds that are thoughts he has about you. And i have only access four, and I'm nearly at my end, you know. like Obviously, I could go more if I wanted to, but, do, do you hear what I'm saying? Like there's seeds in your life that we're not accessing. There's, there's things in our heart that we're not accessing. And, and the one thing I, I remember going to the Gold Coast there recently to pick up our new youth that the Lord blessed us with, and I remember looking out into the ocean, and I thought, that just looks scary, because it was getting on dusk, and it just looks dark and blue, and I'm thinking there's sharks and blue bottles and everything in there to attack me. You know, that's what I was thinking at the time, and um, I was just thinking about all the things that are out there. And while my focus was there, looking at it, what I don't, what I could just see is plain and scary. If I just put my head under the surface, there's fish, there's coral. Because I've been, I've been uh, not scuba diving, the no one? one. snorkeling. Thank you. <laughs> I've done that, and I've done it in the coral reefs, and we've touched turtles and. You've seen the all different varieties of coral and the little fish and the clownfish and all these things that are in there if we just look on the surface. Sometimes I feel like we're staring out into the abyss of the great ocean and we're seeing all this just blue, yet we're not looking under the surface to see what God has for us. Or we're not even looking back to see what he's done for us on the land, the vegetation. Now, I said earlier in about... The seasons. Does anybody feel like they go through seasons in their spiritual walk? We do, don't we? Imagine if every day with sunshine and roses, you know, you, you meet some of those people sometimes. There's none here, I'm sure, but you meet some people and every day is a great day for them. While you're struggling in life, and they're, oh, no, we're going great. We've got money in the bank. We've got everything running fine. The kids are doing well in school. I have got no Troubles here, mate. While you're struggling with that, yeah. Well, so just every time you talk to them, it feels like they're in the same season of oh, goodness. <laughs> they're in blessed territory all the time. And it just feels like I go through this, I'm in this nighttime territory where they're like, it's like winter's night and the moon is still there. The light's still shining, but it's very dull. And it just feels like, I just feel like God, where are you? But he's there, the light's shining. Cause he did say that he'd give us two sources of light. One was bright. One was just basically a reflection of the other light, but he was saying there's two sources of light, one for the day and one for the night, so he never leaves you. I just saw that as like, even in the darkest times of our lives, there's always a light shining. Even in the darkest times, there's always a light shining. And and during our seasons, we should be, it's really hard because I feel like I've battled with this all the time. We should, like, as a Christian, we always hear that, you know, you should be thankful and all these different things, but you feel like you're battling this this, this, uh, I don't know, it's almost like a tug of war with the Lord, like, why am I battling this if I'm believing by faith? Like, I'm a believer, but why am I battling with addiction or why am I battling with money issues or sickness when I should be, you know, I'm a Christian. Lord. It says here, you buy your blood, I've been set free and, you know, and all these seeds that you've given me, but I don't see the vegetation taking place. And the Lord's just like, you're in a season. Seasons are a good thing. Because seasons here in Stanthorpe we have four seasons in a day. <laughs> we can have winter and summer all in one, all in one day really. But during in here in Stanthorpe we experience the summer, experience of heat. And when it goes to autumn, we see those wonderful leaves change colour and drop off, ready for the winter's cold to come. And then and when spring comes, it brings all that new growth. And every time spring comes you just go oh, this is such a good thing to see every time you're like excited for it but if it was spring every day it'd be quite boring wouldn't it and i always feel like the lord uses those seasons in our life to grow us like if you if you go back to a time in your life where you had a huge challenge like i remember being in a relationship years ago and she called it off about six months before the wedding and i remember being absolutely heartbroken and I was devastated and I was—I would do anything to get that back at that time. And, and, um, and the Lord brought me through that pain and that suffering over a period of about two or three years before I met friend. And I realized that this, it just wasn't what the Lord was aiming to be because he had something a lot better designed for me. But if I didn't go through that season, I wouldn't have seen the love that I have for my new, my wife now. I don't think I would have experienced, it. I wouldn't have experienced the hurt and pain I could relate to someone going through that issue. If someone said, oh, I've broken up with my missus after about five, ten years, I'd be like, I can relate to that, mate. I really understand how your heart would be, would be really hurting right now. Just the, It doesn't matter how much you cry, nothing steals that pain. And just going through experiences and stuff in life, they are hard, I understand, but... There's seasons in life we have to go through because it gives us it takes us to where we've got to be where we're growing. It's all taking us, so it's shaping us and moulding us into what we're called to be. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate? Yeah, you can preach later. Okay. So the, I don't know if anybody heard in the days of old when the old wooden ships they were steered by wind rather than diesel power, there was. The mast, the very center mast, they used to grab that, that was a that was a tree that they would obviously chop down and, and use the center mast. But they wouldn't just pick any old tree for that center mast because this thing's got to be strong. So what they would do is they would go to the highest hill on that on an island and they would take down the tree that had suffered the most. <laughs> you know I mean? They would take down the tree that had caught that the most abuse from the wind and all the different seasons and it put it in the most strategic spot of the ship. And it would be the centerpiece, it would be the one that's steering, pushing the ship forward. And I, and I just felt like that was a message from the Lord, saying like, well, there's things in your life that you've battled with, and it's swayed you to and fro, but each day, each time you come up straight, it strengthened you. <laughs> and there's things in your life you may not see, but the strength that's in you now would never have been there if you didn't through it would never have been there if you didn't go through it. Sometimes I believe it's really good to go back over your own testimony and have a look at what God's done in your life and just understand from a different perspective now on the other side of the river in a sense, what he's done. You know, like there's lots of things in my life I can relate to. I have battled anxiety for a long time um, throughout my life different points it it comes and goes in seasons and um but i know that at the end of each season i know i feel stronger at the end of it if i look back and go that was so hard and i don't understand why i battled with it but i remembered one morning going, going before i went to work and i was really battling anxiety and i remember just confessing scriptures like i remember saying is he that is in me than he that is in the world, Lord, that you are with me right now and nothing can stand against me. All things are possible through me when Christ gives me the strength. Um, then I just started confessing these scriptures outwardly so I could actually hear it because in my head, there was a whole chaos storm going on. And throughout that day, it, was, it wasn't 100% easy, but it started off a lot easier than it did if I had just not said those scriptures, if I had not brought the seed of the word in. Jesus said in Matthew ten twenty-eight. Sorry, yeah, is that? oh no, Matthew twenty-eight. He says all authority is given to is on heaven and earth has been given to him. And what did he do with that authority? He gave it to us. He says you say it in my name, and it's the you know you proclaim out of your mouth, and that authority is yours. And on day six of creation, what did the Lord do? He created man what did he say to man during those times he said over all the fish in the sea and the insects all the crawly creepy crawly things over every animal i have given you authority the last thing he said before he rested was i've given you authority and the last thing he said in matthew 28 before he went up was i have authority i'll give it to you in my name and i just found that significant really in the last day that on the on the creation of heaven he's talking about authority about us having it over everything. And the last thing the Lord says on his last day was, now you have authority that that I have gained for you. I've grabbed that back over, and it's not just over animals or anything like that. It's over everything in your heart, over everything that happens to you. There's a saying that people say, like anything that you can stop what happens, you can't stop what happens to you, but you can stop what happens in you. So if somebody was to yell and curse at you, you don't have to react and yell and curse back. Because God never lets you tempt anything beyond what you can bear. You know, sometimes you go through a struggle and you go, this is so hard. I can't believe it. You know what you should look at? You go, I must be really strong for the Lord to be able to put this on me because he's created a way out. He obviously feels that I'm capable of this. So if there's a struggle in your life, you're like, well, I don't know if I can get through this. No, you can't. Lord, in Corinthians, he says, you can get through anything because he never lets you be tempted be anything, beyond anything that you can bear. So if, you, if he's given you a way out, that means that, that's, that, that power that's against you, that, that burden, that, you're, that struggle you're dealing with, you can, you can do it. You can face it. As, as hard as it is, the Lord said that I have given you authority and you can do it. You can get through this. He will not let you protect at the moment you could be there, and whatever you are facing, he has a way out. He has a way for you out of the situation. Sorry, I'll take you. Anyway. All right, we're going to preach it together. All right, thanks for this evening. This is why I'm going a cramping this. would you give an I can handle it, he's giving me the strength. I know through, throughout my life there's been oh, just hardships. I just felt like, I don't know why you would bring that up. Like, why would that happen? You know, it's, it's almost like you question God's will, I guess, in a way. You question why he's, why he's allowing this to happen in a sense. And over the years I've learned not to question that anymore, just to take it and to, and to deal with it. And recently the Lord's been really talking to me about... Um, Picking yourself up, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and just get it done. Just get it done. You know, you, like there's a there's a quote in a movie that I really love. It's in a it's in a it's in a Rocky movie. They're always really good movies for inspiration if you want to watch them. And there's a part where he says to his son, Do you remember this part where he talks to his son and he says that? Um, I have to remember him. <laughs> but he's he's talking to his son. His son's blaming him for this fight that is going to come up, and he's saying like, you're, you're, you know, everyone just only looks at me because of you, and you're a big problem in my life and stuff. And then he, Rocky talks to his son, and he says, he said, you grew up really good, and you were going really fine, but then you let something get in the way. He said, in life, you deal with struggles, and things will knock you down. But it's not about how hard you get hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And it's, about, it's not about how, how much you can get hurt and stop. It's about how much you can take and keep going on. The Lord's been telling me lately, it's just like, it's not about everything about you all the time. Sometimes you just got to pick yourself up and keep moving forward. Because we're soldiers of Christ, aren't we? If, we're, if soldiers, they don't just bow down to the next thing that comes over you all The time, like something comes against you, you go. Oh, I'm gonna let this one go because it's just I just can't be bothered, or I'm really struggling with that area. It's like, no, this is the area that God's targeting you right now. If you're going for a struggle, this is the area that God wants to, to perfect. He's shaping you, He's molding you. I think sometimes in life, we just see we have these issues in life, and we just go, Why are we dealing with this? I've got this to do, I've got this to achieve in life, I've got this to target. and Lord's like, I'm tackling something so much bigger than what you've got going on in your will. I've got something targeting so much more than just the simplistic every nine to five job that you're doing every day. He's saying, I'm making a man. I'm making a woman out of you. I'm creating a soldier. So each day that you tackle anything like this, I want to encourage you to pick yourself up. Look to him. He has given you the authority. If you just look at the creation step by step, it's the same that he is (laughs) He's giving you the authority. I just want to finish with a prayer. Um he wants to finish Yeah, him. he wants to finish. Yeah, <laughs> just, just play a little software, it with a soft note, please. The Holy Spirit leads. <laughs> it's hard to concentrate with running around to it. <laughs> So let's just let's just bow our heads for a minute. I just want to pray over everyone here because I really feel like the Lord wants to do something. In the scripture I read that I think it's in Romans, he talks about that the Lord opens opens the hearts of, of people to the light, but until that time they are blind. And I thought, I wonder if that's the same in my own life. things in my life but he's just hidden from me not because he doesn't want me to see them but because they're just not ready to tap me and instead of being upset about where i'm not i should just be looking to where i am and be thankful for that so right now i just want to let's get this i want to get a spirit of thankfulness let's just pray for a spirit of thankfulness on our lives so lord i just pray right now lord just to We want a spirit of thankfulness, Lord, over us. Holy Spirit, just remind us in every aspect of our lives where you've operated. Lord, let us us not look back all the time to what we haven't achieved, Lord, but to see what you have done. Lord, to see your achievements in our life. Lord, To just to show us where you have grown us and shaped us and moulded us, Lord. Lord, I just pray for a spirit of excitement, Lord, that each day comes, Lord, that I just pray that the spirit of the Lord will just open your eyes and your hearts to a new seed that he's planted in you. And I just pray, Lord, that we take our eyes off the daily things we always do, like feed the kids and go to work and shower and all those things, Lord, we just take our eyes off those those tasks that need to be done, Lord, but just instead of focusing on them, Lord, we just want to focus on what you are doing in that time. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, to just change our hearts to be more soft, Lord, to be more receptive to what you're saying and doing each day. Lord, let us not miss a moment in each day that you're teaching us and growing us. authority that you've given us, awaken those eyes. Awaken our eyes to what you have done in our lives. Awaken our eyes to the authority that you have already won on the cross. Unlike you, because I was really... You're about. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, that as we go our day, go our week, Lord, that you just not let a moment go by where we're unaware of you. Lord, let us be always aware of the light that's in our life. We let pray praise you in Jesus' name.